Hey, listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks! Terry. Hey, Melinda. How are you? I am well. I'm doing very well. Thank you very That's much. Good. That's good. How are good. you? I'm I'm doing great. Awesome. Doing fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Glad to be here. <laughs> Want to say you're welcome? <laughs> I do. Welcome to the history of everything. Six. Wow. That was kind of Christmassy, actually. Oh, it yeah. Seems a little Christmassy. You like the sleigh ride. There you go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> out in song sometimes, huh? So um, before we actually get into the episode, we want to yeah. say two things. The first is that we're going to ask all of our listeners for a little favor for like a Christmas present from our from our listeners. We would love to get a little email from you guys basically just saying, hey, I listen to you, you know, because we really I'm. You know, we just assume a few people listen. There's not a way for us to know specifically who or how many or where. So, yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. So any of you listening, if you literally can take like two minutes to send an email, the history of sex pod at gmail.com and just give us a, hey, I listened to your show and then your name, maybe where you live, something yeah. little like that. You know, because we just do this out of the goodness of our hearts. We just do it because we love it. But yes. you know, we don't get paid or anything. So just if we could hear back from you guys a little bit, that would be amazing. That would be great. And it's free. Right. Exactly. It's everything. Yeah, we free. don't we don't ask for expensive things. Nope. Nope. Just a free little email. Just real just a quick. free little email. Yep. And then I also wanted to mention that um after next week after one more episode uh we're probably going to go on about a three-week break i think okay yeah get us get us through the holidays and my birthday and right you know stuff like that give us some time to kind of get caught up and get ahead yeah that would be great yeah um yeah so yeah but we'll we'll still be here next week Yes. With another fantastic story. Of course. All right. You ready to dive into this? All right. I'm very excited. All right. So let's just start the story. In 1820, Martin Fugate traveled from his home in France to an area in eastern Kentucky where he was able to claim some land. Once Hmm. he was there, he fell in love with an American woman by the name of Elizabeth Smith. Hmm. Now, while Martin's skin had a bit of a bluish tint to it, Elizabeth's skin was porcelain white. Wait, co- wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Martin had a bluish tint to his skin? He did. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out why. In All a right, I'm really <laughs> excited. <laughs> now, the couple had seven children, and of these... Four had blue skin like their father, if not a bit bluer. They were Smurfs. You figured it out. Yeah. 
They are not Smurf. Is this, a, is this Smurf sex? It's not Smurf sex. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I'll look into that one for next year. <laughs> now, the area that they had settled in was called Troublesome Creek. And like so much of the Appalachian area, Troublesome Creek was essentially its own little world. There were no roads that led into or out of the settlement, so the few families who settled here were very isolated. Hmm. Besides the few gates, there were the Combses, the Stacys, the Smiths, and the Richies. And as you can imagine, with such slim pickings, there were many marriages between the families and within the families. There um. All of those names were super common in my hometown. And where was your hometown? Northern Indiana. Oh, okay. All right. Well, isn't that yeah. something? Yeah. Like they it's... were like you did the first. You said Stacy's. I'm like, okay, we have Stacy's, and mm-hmm. you just kept going. I'm like, that's crazy. I know, right? So, for example, Martin and Elizabeth's son Zachariah mm-hmm. married Elizabeth's sister. So he married his mom's sister. Okay. Also, almost all the couples had lots of kids. Zachariah's son, Levi, married one of the Richie's daughters, and they had eight kids together. Mm-hmm. And then one of their kids, Luna, married John Stacy, and they had 13 kids. Hmm. So there definitely was not a lack of residents in Troublesome Creek. But there was definitely a lack of variety in bloodlines. Hmm. Now, relationships between blood relatives can be called incest, Mm -hmm. inbreeding, or consanguineous marriage. Consanguineous marriage. Right. Okay. Now, traditionally, in my opinion, incest has been considered the worst of them. Like, it brings to mind dads raping their daughters, brothers and sisters doing nasty things together. The actual definition of incest is sexual relations between close family members, and it refers to illegal sexual relationships. So it is kind of the worst of the three because it's literally considered illegal. Now, inbreeding, this seems to me more like that backwoods or redneck uneducated people who don't know any better uh families where adults have sex together consensually and end up pregnant you know what i mean so obviously i'm kind of stereotyping and i know that this is a really simplified crude way of looking at it um and this is more kind of how the media seems to portray these ideas the definition of inbreeding is Close relatives actually producing offspring, especially when this occurs over a few generations. Consanguineous marriage is defined as the marriage of close blood relatives, specifically second cousins or closer. So each of these concepts are not necessarily like an either or. You can have an incestuous relationship between siblings who then marry and have kids And that would be incest, inbreeding, and a consanguineous marriage, right? So you can have all three. Now, in history, there have been times when a family purposely kept marriage within the bloodline 
to keep power and or money within the family. And we'll talk about one example of that in a few minutes. But right now, I want to talk about why it's illegal in a lot of countries to marry close relatives. And the blue people of Kentucky are the perfect example of how inbreeding leads to more birth defects or an increase in rare medical conditions. The blue people of Kentucky. Yes. So this is the history of the blue people of Kentucky. Wow. Very interesting. Now it's time for a quick science lesson or a review for most people. I'm really good at science. So go ahead. There you go. So as we know, each person has 23 pairs of chromosomes. We get 23 from our maternal parent or mom and 23 from our paternal parent or father. And then each chromosome contains genes and genes are what determine all the characteristics that a person is born with from hair and eye color to height and skin color. And some things like male pattern baldness, curly hair, right or left handedness, the shape of our earlobes, and whether we have a widow's peak or not, are also determined by genes that are inherited from one's parents. Hmm. The more concerning genes are those that cause illness or health problems, like the BRCA gene that can greatly increase a person's risk of breast or ovarian cancer. Correct. Other examples are cystic fibrosis, sickle cell anemia, osteogenesis imperfecta, which is the brittle bone disease, and muscular dystrophy. These are all things that can be passed on from our parents. Hmm. Now, if a person receives a dominant gene from one parent and a recessive gene from the other, then only the dominant trait will show up. For example, if you get the gene for brown eyes, which is a dominant one from one parent, and the gene for blue eyes, which is a, a recessive trait from the other, then you'll likely have brown eyes. It's a simple explanation, and there's actually a little bit more to it. But for our story, this is good enough. I do also have to mention that we are carriers for genes that we receive from a parent, but we don't exhibit. So for that person who got a brown eye gene and a blue eye gene, he or she probably has brown eyes. But if they have a baby with another brown eyed person, that baby might have blue eyes because both parents might have been carriers of the blue gene and both may have passed that gene along to the baby. Okay. When someone receives two recessive genes, that trait will likely show up. Hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what happened when the blue fugates of Troublesome Creek. (laughs) Yeah. The blue skin was caused by a blood defect that was very, very rare called methemoglobinemia. Oh, that was good. Right? I've been working on that. Yeah. In quote unquote normal people, less than 1% of the hemoglobin in the blood is methemoglobin. Whereas hemoglobin, which is red, carries oxygen through the bloodstream to all the body's cells, methemoglobin is blue and it cannot bind with or carry oxygen. Hmm. For, for people who have 10 to 20% methemoglobin, The only effect is a blue tint to their skin. Their lips can be purple. 
their blood is the color of chocolate. They are still able to get enough oxygen to all their tissues as to not have any health problems. And most of them still live late into their 80s, 90s, whatever. Do you, their blood is the color of chocolate? Yes. Very interesting. They have so much of the blue methemoglobin that that mixed with red, because you think of blue and red mixed together, it's granted it's purple. Right, right, right. But if you have a lot more red, you know, 80% red, 20% blue. have more of a a red tinge to it, but then more, yeah, it it totally totally makes sense. Kind of brown. So those people who are born with methemoglobinemia, they can actually have as much as 30 to 40% methemoglobin and still do fine since their body's never known any better. Mm-hmm. However, there's another form of the disease which can be acquired by a person through exposure to certain drugs like benzocaine and xylocaine. And for these folks, if they have 20% or more methemoglobin, it can cause really bad stuff like heart problems and seizures and potentially even death. Hmm. So if your body's used to having not so much methemoglobin and then all of a sudden you do, Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a good thing. That's real bad. Mm. Now, the reason that the congenital form of methemoglobinemia is rare is because it's a recessive trait. And it's not very likely that two people who are carriers of the trait will, one, get together or ever even meet each other. Mm-hmm. And two, both happen to pass that particular recessive gene to their offspring. Mm. Then again, if a family with similar DNA marry into their own family, it becomes more likely that this exact thing will happen. And the more times that marriages take place in a family, the more likely it is that the disease will present in the offspring. Okay. So when Martin Fugate married Elizabeth Smith and they had seven kids, four of whom had the blue skin, it can be assumed that the Smiths were carriers of the gene for methemoglobinemia. Mm-hmm. So when their son, Zachariah, married his mom's sister, this increased the likelihood of the gene being passed along. Right. Zachariah's granddaughter, Luna Fugate, was said to have been the bluest of them all. Over seven generations, the Fugates, Smiths, and other troublesome Creek families married and had children among themselves and several of them naturally had the blue skin. Wow. Right. Now over the years, as some would travel to the nearest health center, it was noted that several had blue skin siblings, Patrick and Rachel Ritchie, as well as Luke Combs were just a few of them. When word began to spread, Dr. Madison Kaween the third a hematologist at the University of Kentucky, was intrigued. He started traveling to the area, trying to gather enough information to figure out why some of these people had blue skin. Mm -hmm. He ended up finding a nurse at a clinic in Hazard, Kentucky, named Ruth Pendergrass, who remembered Luna from years before and was willing to help Dr. Coeen find relatives and others who might know the Fugates or other descendants of Martin and Elizabeth's. So 
Dr. Kaween was able to meet big man. That's his nickname. Mm -hmm. Zach Fugate, who then introduced him to his blue aunt, Bessie. Ultimately, Dr. (laughs) Kaween was hoping to get some blood samples to take back and study to get to the bottom of the blue people mystery. Now, he did eventually more or less prove his own theory that the family had suffered from methema globe anemia. He also found a cure. Mm. Ironically, something called methylene blue (laughs) can, (laughs) can be injected or taken orally, and it reverses the effects of the enzyme deficiency, which causes such a high amount of meth. Methemoglobin. Hmm. So strange that 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 is weird that that would yeah right care of the dog <clears throat> exactly. Mm-hmm. Now Queen also gathered information on the family tree in order to document the marriages and relationships over the year. As Alva Stacy pointed out to the doctor at the time, as you can see, I am kin to myself. <laughs> this was when he was showing Queen his family tree which shows that his maternal great-grandparents are also his paternal great-grandparents. Wow. Exactly. And let me tell you, this family tree is definitely confusing. It like circles back on itself sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Now, eventually, Troublesome Creek started seeing an influx of people looking to mine coal, and the isolated little community was not so isolated anymore. This started around 1912, and outsiders started wondering about these blue people. They actually faced a type of racism at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's black, there's white. What are you? You're blue. So obviously, you know, others were scared of them, assuming they were touched. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is about the time that the family started to spread out mostly throughout Kentucky, but also to parts of Virginia and Arkansas. And as they started marrying folks that they were not related to, Mm -hmm. less and less babies were born with blue skin, with two interesting exceptions. One of the Fugate's sons, who was in the Army, was stationed in Panama. When his son was born, he was very blue. So the father called Dr. Queen to find out what to do. He was told to let the doctors know that they should administer methylene blue and that everything would be fine. Mm. Unfortunately, it turned out that the baby was actually blue due to RH incompatibility, which is a serious but treatable condition. Mm-hmm. So eventually they figured out the methylene blue wasn't going to do shit for this baby. Right, right, right. The other was a baby born in Kentucky in 1975. Now, in most cases, like generally speaking, any nurse, midwife, doctor who delivers a baby who is blue immediately starts to pink the baby up. Mm -hmm. They'll get them to cry. They'll give them oxygen. And if this doesn't work, then the situation becomes an emergency. So in the case of the baby born in 1975, who was described as being blue as Lake Louise, (laughs) none of the medical interventions were working. The baby just stayed blue. So the baby, Benji was his name, was rushed to the University of Kentucky Medical Center. 
There, the nurses were preparing to give the baby a blood infusion, probably because they suspected RH incompatibility. Mm -hmm. When the baby's grandma mentioned that the baby reminded her of her own grandma, Luna Fugate, and then the pieces started to come together. Right, right. Yeah. The doctors were able to determine that Benji, the great, 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 great grandson of Martin Fugate, had inherited methemoglobinemia. Now, in Benji's case, though, he must have received like a little less of the gene or something because he actually grew out of it. Hmm. Yeah. He's the only one they know of who started off blue and then just stopped being blue. Hmm. Um, Benji's birth stirred up some attention to the blue people of Kentucky and some of the family were really embarrassed and ashamed of the legacy of their inbreeding, which one would be, I would assume. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, I just love the way that Appalachian people talk. So I had to share a few quotes from some of yeah. the Fugate descendants. So this is what Ruth Pendergrass said in regards to the first time that she met Luna Fugate. Okay. This is a direct quote. She'd been out in the cold and she was just blue. Her face and her fingernails were almost indigo blue. It like the scared me to death. She looked like she was having a heart attack. I just knew that patient was going to die right there in the health department, but she wasn't at all alarmed. She told me that her family was the Blue Combses who lived up on Ball Creek. She was a sister to one of the Fugate women. <laughs> that explains it, I guess. Right, right. And then Luna's husband, John, who at the time that all this was going on, still lived in the area in a two-bedroom log cabin which he built for himself and his family of 15, two bedrooms for Jeez. a family of 15. Right. No wonder they all got married to each other. Right. <laughs> um, so Stacy recalls that his father-in-law, Levi Fugate, was, quote, part of the family that showed blue. All them old fellers way back then was blue. One of them I remember seeing him when I was just a boy. Blue Anns, they called him. Most of them old people went by that name, the Blue Fugates. It run in that generation who lived up and down Ball Creek. <laughs> so there you go. Troublesome, right. Creek, um, Troublesome Creek and Ball Creek were obviously, you know, kind of all the same little neighborhood. Right. All right. And then uh, Stacy goes on to say, they look like anybody else, except they had the blue color. I couldn't tell you what caused it. And then Stacy says this as he's sitting in a chair in his plaid flannel shirt and suspenders next to a cardboard box where a small black piglet kept as a pet is squealing for his bottle. <laughs> of course he is. Right. 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 But don't think for one second that the blue Fugates are the only family in history who suffered from birth defects due to inbreeding. Mm hmm. Like I said in the beginning, there was a time when royals worked hard to keep their power in the family. Right, right. So one example of this is the Habsburg dynasty of Spain. This family ruled an empire of up to seven countries from 1440 to 1740. And this family truly kept their wealth and family to themselves. Just to give you some examples, two brothers had kids 
who married each other. Mm-hmm. Got it? Okay. From from this two marriage, brothers. Two brothers. They had kids mm-hmm. that were cousins and they married each other. Right. So the dad's first cousin? Yes. Okay. From this marriage, the first cousins was born a daughter who married her mom's brother. She married her uncle. Why why are these people? Mm. Yeah. Oh, we're not done. Okay. So then the niece and uncle, when they got married, they had a son who married his first cousin. Okay. Right. Two first cousins each married a niece. This is all in the same family. Oh, my God. Their kids married each other. Brother and sister? No, uh, no, 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 no. More cousins. Sorry. Right. Exactly. Right. So first cousins each married a niece and had a baby with their niece. And then those two babies that were born from that married each other. Wow. Not to get more specifically. Then they had Philip the Fourth and Maria, brother and okay. sister, Philip and Maria. Philip the Fourth married Maria's daughter, so his sister's daughter. Okay. And they had King Charles the Second. So okay. King Charles the Second is the subject of this next little story. So Obviously, that was all very confusing. But the point is, I mean, like, literally, this is like a marriage within a marriage. This is what they do. Right. Exactly. Yes. Wow. 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 So, right. So as we talked about in the beginning, when you don't have any diversity to the gene pool, some bad traits or rare defects will show up more often. Mm -hmm. This family, by the time they got to Charles II, who was born in 1661, There were some serious consequences. Baby Charles was a mess. This little boy was born mentally disabled. Mm. He also had inherited a weak immune system, weak legs, and facial deformities, which had basically become more prominent over generations. In Charles's case, he had a great big head and his chin or like his jaw jutted out so much that his teeth didn't meet each other jeez he was unable to eat normally so he would swallow all of his food whole um he also could not talk until he was four and he didn't start walking till he was eight wow basically this kid was no good to his family so he was totally neglected Mm -hmm. his dad died when he was two so he became king at that point. Golly. Right. But his mother, who was also his dad's niece, was in charge for most of his life since he did not have the capacity to rule the land. Right. No one bothered to educate him, much less bathe him. He was described as grotesque. He was nicknamed Charles the Mad or Charles the Bewitched. And many believed that he'd been cursed, of course. Um, More than a few exorcisms were performed to try to make him normal, quote unquote, normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Between ages six and 10, he had chickenpox, measles, rubella, and smallpox. And it's actually a wonder that he even lived to 10 years old. 
because mm. those are not usually things that they lived through at that time. Uh, now, he was married twice to the dismay of both women that were assigned to him. Right. So he kind of had a he had he had no choice, but he had he was a king. He had to get married. Exactly. Right. He, I, I don't know that he even really grasped the concept. Right, right, right. And these so women. They were probably his relatives as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 And they were not happy. The mm. first wife died when she fell off a horse at age 27. She had been disgusted with Charles. Supposedly, you know, when you're married, you have sex, etc. Right. And yet she never did become pregnant. Hmm. Hmm. Now, the second wife had been one of 23 children. So surely it was thought she would be able to give the family some kids, but mm-hmm. no dice. Later, it was discovered that Charles was both impotent and infertile. Hmm. When Charles died and his autopsy was done, it was seriously weird. Mm-hmm. According to the report, he had, and this is according to the report, so whatever. I, I'm not sure how this is possible, but this is what the autopsy said. He had no blood. His heart was the size of a peppercorn. His lungs were corroded. His head was full of water. His intestines were rotted. And he had one testicle, which was black as coal. That's awful. Yeah. So he didn't have... Uh, he didn't, he didn't have a leg to stand on. He didn't right, have much right. going for him, really, mm-hmm. is what it was. From the year 1527 to 1661, when Charles II was born, and luckily he was the last, 34 kids had been born to this family. Mm. 30% died by age one, and 50% Jeez. died by age 10. Wow. So there's another argument against inbreeding in case anybody was considering it. Right, right. Inbreeding bad. Right. And that's all crazy, (laughs) but I'm not done yet. Oh, man. All right. I have another. I mean, I don't. I'm not ready for you to be done. Right. I'm not saying that. You just wish there was no more of these. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. There's one more story I want to tell that I think is very interesting that involves inbreeding. I say one more story, but then I'm actually probably going to tell a couple more. Okay. Now, we've all heard of Charles Darwin. Yes. And most people know that he was the guy who figured out that there's such a thing as evolution and the whole survival of the fittest Mm -hmm. idea. Uh, But he was also Mm -hmm. pretty instrumental in researching genetics. He would breed plants and flowers. And he came to realize that those plants that were bred with themselves did not do as well as the plants who were bred with unrelated plants. Kind of like we've been talking about, right? So right. Mm-hmm. turns out one reason for his interest in this subject was because he himself had married his first cousin. All right. Now, hmm. fo- follow me here. This is a little bit confusing, but, you know, if you don't get it, it's not the end of the world. Okay. okay. So third cousins, Josiah Sr. and Sarah got married. Okay. They had three kids, Susanna, Josiah Jr., and John. Susanna's son, Charles, married 
Josiah Jr.'s daughter, Emma. So her son married her brother's daughter, right? Right. Okay. And then Susanna's daughter, Caroline, married Josiah Jr.'s son, Josiah the third. Right. So we got a okay. brother and sister. They each have a boy and a girl, like a daughter and a son. And mm-hmm. the daughter married his son, and the son married his daughter. So okay. first cousins, first cousins. Okay. To top it all off, Josiah Jr.'s other son, Henry, married the other brother, John's daughter, Jesse. And so they're all first cousins and they all married each other. Okay. All right. Now, when Charles was 29, he was so excited to ask his mom's brother's daughter, because Charles is one of those people in that situation there. So Charles Darwin was 29 and he was so excited to ask his mom's brother's daughter to marry him. But later he wondered if that had been such a great idea. Mm. The couple did marry and they had 10 children. Jeez. Right. Bunny rabbits. They are. Mm -hmm. Three of the children passed away really young. One died at 23 days old. Um, A son, Charles Jr., died at 18 months old from scarlet fever. Mm-hmm. And then Anne, who was the daddy's favorite child, died at 10 years old from tuberculosis. Hmm. Now, while these are not genetic diseases that cause their deaths, it has been proven that inbred babies or children have a higher susceptibility to infections. So there was a good chance that the fact that they had parents and you know, ancestors who are all related to each other really contributed to the fact that A, they got these diseases and B, they weren't able to survive these illnesses. Mm. Now, of the seven children who did survive, all were healthy. However, three of those children never did have any babies despite being married and having a long relationship with their spouses. Mm. I don't think it's ever formally been proven, but definitely the theory is that those three people, those three offspring of Charles Darwin um, must have been infertile. Okay. And that would be another effect that's often seen in children who are born from interfamily marriages. Okay. Not a, not a bad side effect. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. There's a reason for this. Right. Research shows that when first cousins have babies together, the babies are twice as likely to die as infants or young children compared to the babies of unrelated parents. Children born to second cousins are not as at risk as those of first cousins, but they're still at a much higher risk of an early death than those from unrelated parents. Mm. Okay. Right. Which, again, unfortunately, is, you know, probably for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what has led to most countries outlawing the marriage of closely related family members. In the United States, 24 states ban marriage between first cousins. 19 officially allow marriage of first cousins. 
And then seven sometimes allow such marriages. So how's the sometimes? Right. So in Arizona, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Utah, Jeez. first cousins can marry if they're either over 55 or 65 years old, depending on the state, mm. and infertile. So they have to prove that they could not have a baby together. Okay. A, they're old, and B, like she's gone through menopause or right, know, right, right. What, for whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. Now in Maine, first cousins can only marry if they have proof that a genetic counselor has cleared them to reproduce. Okay. So please say Ohio's in the first list. Ohio is in the first list. Good. Yes. It's one of the states that bans the marriage of first cousins. Is Kentucky one? First cousins in Kentucky are not allowed to marry, cohabitate, or have sexual relations. Good. Right. Kentucky also does not allow first cousins once removed or half cousins to marry. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Because they're a sometimes state. Indiana is. Right. I think Indiana needs to stop saying bad things about Kentucky. That's what I think. Is You think that that's a thing? Like they're rivals and they talk shit about each other? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, they uh, should stop well, that. Exactly. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because that's, that's being hypocritical. I agree with you. I agree. You know, what surprises me, and I it shouldn't, I again, this is all stereotypical stuff. In West Virginia, first cousins can't get married. That surprises me. Yeah, but they can yeah. cohabitate and have sexual relations, uh-huh. which is just kind of odd because you're like, so y'all can have sex. You just can't get married. Right. That's just a, I mean, the sex is the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the United Kingdom, I just happened to find out, does not ban marriage or sex between cousins at all. Yep. So, yeah. So that's okay. So that's that. Um, now here's a little story that took place in Germany and it's kind of recent, relatively recent. So there's a little boy named Patrick Stubing who had a very abusive father. Mm. Patrick was the third child to his parents and his parents were very poor and uneducated. Patrick was placed in foster care at age three after his drunk father attacked him with a knife. Jeez. I know. It just keeps getting better. Trust me. Um, His foster parents went on to adopt him. Mm -hmm. His bio parents had a total of eight children together. Most of them had some type of mental or physical disability. Mm -hmm. And six of them died as little kids. We know for sure that a brother was run over by a car and died at age seven. And a sister who was mentally disabled died at eight. I Mm. don't know details about any of the others. So ultimately, only Patrick and then the youngest sister, Susan, survived. Mm. Susan had some pretty severe learning disabilities herself. Flash forward 20 years to when Patrick is 23 and he finds out who his biological parents are. Hmm. 
So he reaches out to his bio mom and he met her and his 15 year old sister, Susan. Patrick quickly moved in with them. And within a month, he and his sister were having sexual. That's what I was about to say. Mm hmm. Yeah. Good God. He's 23. She's 15. So let's start with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, beside the fact that they are 100 percent blood siblings, siblings. Right. Mm hmm. Good. Six months Lord. later, bio mom dropped dead suddenly of a heart attack. Mm. Not long afterward, Patrick and Susan became pregnant. They ended up having four kids together. Between the years 2001 and 2004. This was not that long ago. Exactly, right? It's just, uh... Mm-hmm. Now, Eric was the oldest. He was born first, and he was born with some pretty serious disabilities. The second baby, Sarah, was also born with some disabilities. Then they had Nancy and Sophia, who appear to have been born healthy. The first three babies were all placed in foster care. And I think it's because of the fact that they were conceived illegally uh, Mm because it's illegal there to have a baby with your sister. Right. Um, Now, over the years, Patrick has been convicted three times of incest, all from this one relationship. Early in the relationship, he was convicted of having sex with his sister And he got a year suspended sentence. They went light on him. But then again, after their second child was born, he was convicted again. And this time he spent 10 months in jail. Mm. Then again, after their fourth baby was born, he was sentenced to two and a half years in jail. Now, the couple are still together. And they have been fighting to legalize incest in Germany. Their son, Eric, who's now 21, and daughter, Sarah, who is now 20, can hardly walk or speak due to their disabilities. And um, Patrick has, since soon after the fourth baby was born and he got out of jail again, he had a vasectomy, hoping that that would keep him out of jail, as in, okay, I'm married to the love of my life who happens to be my sister, but we can't reproduce. So there should not be a reason why this is illegal anymore. You know, because. Oh, arg- right, right. Yeah, because the courts were saying like, hello, your oldest two children are severely disabled. This is what happens when there's inbreeding. Mm-hmm. But then they made the argument of um, most of our family are disabled. You know, like our six, you know, most of our six siblings were disabled in some way, shape or form. So it runs in the family. It's not necessarily incest. But, you know, we've already heard that. Yeah. But the point is that if you already have, you know, these certain genes that lead to these rare conditions and then you keep it all in the family, then you're literally going to make sure that you're passing it on to your offspring. Right. So, yeah, so that's where we are. That's. uh, That is nuts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I knew that 
that there were um, chances of certain kind of, you know, physical impairments or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I didn't, I honestly didn't know it could be as severe as what you were saying. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously that's after, you know, make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Right. <laughs> exactly. Know? Exactly. I mean, right. But it <laughs> makes sense. It, oh my goodness. Yeah. It, right. I don't okay. think there's anywhere where it's legal to have sex or marry or do anything like with a your sibling. Exactly. Yeah. Your direct. Well, but that, well, maybe immediate well, obviously. Family. Oh, but, but Germany is where they're from. Yeah, and they're trying to make it legal. They're trying to make it legal. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, there's stories throughout like all of history. Like yes. the Egyptian gods who they literally married like mother and son would marry and have, mm-hmm. you know, a baby to keep the bloodline going and you know that kind of thing. So there've been quote unquote reasons for it throughout mm-hmm. history, but you know, if it did turn out well, then that was by sheer luck. Right. You know, what a, what a, it's what, what an unnecessary thing. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I did think that it was just really interesting. So you live in the holler with a couple little families Mm-hmm. And you start to wonder, like, how much of this is just human nature? I mean, nobody told these people, hey, you shouldn't marry your cousin because if you do, your chromosomes, you know, they had never right. heard about stuff before. Well, and if they, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that they're, uh, what were their names? Patrick and Susan. Patrick and Susan. Or they're, they're yeah. just like, our whole family is disabled. Right. So... They're like, it's not because we're incestuous. Right. They're like, we could have married anybody and had disabled kids because it runs in the family. Because it runs in the family. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're making an argument against yourself and you don't even realize that you're going Indeed, it does run in the family. Right. So that's why we're not going to marry in our family. Right. We're going to try to add more good genes to our um, gene pool here. Right, right. Maybe not have children who are severely disabled that's uh that was very interesting i i Thank didn't you. know 99 percent of that oh well, good i love yeah. i love learning yeah my daughter at one point said I, you should really do an episode on the blue people of kentucky and i said the what how did she know about the blue people of kentucky? she said she just heard about it somewhere along the way huh. and you know years ago she kind of heard of it and i'm like she said terry likes smurfs right yeah and blue's pretty so Mm -hmm. let's try it and very interesting as soon as i started looking into it i was like what i had never heard of this are there any colored photos of these people there's a painting and and most people assume that it's real like it's a true photograph type thing Mm. but i mean they didn't have you know it turns out that someone was um like there was a black and white photograph but then an artist was asked to like paint it with color yeah yeah yeah. so truly there there are no color photographs of them and it just you know like as soon as she said about the blue people my immediate thought was you know as a nurse 
when someone starts turning blue, it's absolutely a bad sign. Right. <laughs> you know, right. That There's means nothing they, good about somebody. Exactly. That means blue. they don't have oxygen. So, mm-hmm. so to see a human, yeah, human, obviously to see yeah. a grown person come up to your clinic blue. I mean, I think immediately, you know, anybody in the medical profession's like, Oh my God, you know, right. call a code. Get, yeah. <laughs> this person has no oxygen. And then they're just like, I'm it's fine. A- AD or <laughs> right. And then she even mentioned like she had been out in the cold. So they're like, Oh, she's blue because she's cold. And then she warms up. They're like, You're right. Still blue. So right. fascinating. That uh, is yeah. very fascinating. Yeah, I like that very much. Thank you. And And so inbreeding, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Let's just make that something we don't do. Exactly. And 23 year olds should not be with 15 year olds. That is also very true. Let's just stop that. Nonsense. Yeah. If you're her big brother, be your freaking big brother. Like, yes. Take care of your little sister who already has like some bit of disabilities herself right. and maybe don't uh take advantage well i don't know they're in love they say they're in love right right whatever. right well, although i know. also also for those people who have hung out this far in our conversation um the last time that um her love of her life patrick her brother who was in jail last time he was in jail she did happen to get pregnant and have a baby with somebody else oh but i mean I guess she's related. No, but I and and I, you know what? And I don't know if that child had disabilities or not. Right. It'd be interesting. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The court could go look. Right. This is what happens when you don't marry your brother. So, yeah. So, anyway, but that's it. Right. That's all all I got. Well, I loved it. Thank you. Great. We will see you all next week with another fascinating educational you'll be, so fa- you'll be so fascinating you won't even be able to stand it you won't even be able to believe it you have to pause pull over and say what in the hell have i just heard right right <laughs> then you can then you can keep going right, so no pressure you know i'm sure <laughs> no pressure i'm sure i'll come up with something that exciting so uh good luck to me good luck to you all right we'll see ya or you'll hear from us next week Yes, send your emails. Please do. Please send an email. All right, bye. All right, bye.